Such an amazing day. Time to be with you. This is truly the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. We just finished a series called Radical, and I'm, I'm so excited about what God did um, in those services from just reminding us that following Jesus is not what we think when we get into it, but it's so much better than we could possibly uh, imagine. It doesn't mean we have, don't have rough spots and tests and challenges, but God gives us the victory, and I was just so excited uh, to have many others to be able to share uh, what it means to them personally to uh, follow Jesus, getting, getting testimonies of how uh, different parts of those messages really hit people uh, where they needed to receive from God. Um, so I, I sat there and I said that what God does in our life, it, it, it's so amazing when it's authentic and it's real because when God does something real in your life, it begins to overflow and other people begin to see it. And, and, and you may not even realize that God is doing something in you until you see what he does in people around you. Uh, say it's not about me. So, so while, while we all want to receive something from God, I want to receive, you want to receive, we all want to receive something from God. It's not so much about us and what he wants to do in us as much as what he wants to do and desires to do through us. And so we're excited about some things that are coming up. As I've already been said, next week, bring a friend uh, to our morning and then also an evening service. We're just going to come and have a time of extended praise and worship. And let me tell you something. When you just start to worship God, he begins to, to do some things in your heart and your mind, and he begins to, to set people free when we just say, Lord, I'm just going to take some time to worship you. So we're going to do that next week. It's going to be a great time uh, of, of just being in the presence of God. So I'm excited about that. And today we begin a series called God, God With Us. As we, we enter into uh, the Christmas season and all of that stuff, uh, one of the most important things that we have to remember is that it is marked by the fact that God became man and came on this earth and decided to, to be God with us. And so I want to start this uh, series off with a message that I've entitled Divine Interruptions. How many of you have ever been interrupted? <laughs> How many of you like being interrupted? It's, it's funny, I, I, you know, I can't talk about you, but I can talk about me, and, and it's seldom that I can have a conversation with my wife and not be interrupted. Yeah, yeah, you can laugh. It's just, so, so, and what happens is almost fun because now I begin to expect it. Pretty much she'll say, tell me, tell me about this. And so I begin to tell her something. And when I get to a detail and I'm ready to, to go, then she's like, but, and has a question and usually a conversation that I feel should take three minutes. It ends up taking about an hour or so to, to get through it. But I finally am able to get the information out that I originally intended to. But it's not, it's usually not without interruption. And the thing is, is that in our lives, in your life and in mine, uh, most of the time when we are interrupted, we become frustrated. Come on. You know how it goes. You, 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 you have your plan. You have your way that you think you're going to do things and things are going to work out. And then there's some type of interruption. There's some type of, of, of a hiccup or roadblock and immediately frustration sets in. How many of you had some frustrations this morning? You know, you this very morning, you know, you set out, I'm going to go and I'm going to give God praise and then got interrupted by uh, thoughts and mindsets or actual things, just everyday things that come up that get in the way. But what I want to talk to you today about is, is more serious and that's divine interruptions and when 
the plan changes. Because when I thought about this season of Jesus coming uh, here on this earth, I really didn't think there was a better way to describe it than a divine interruption. Because up to that point, I don't know if you realize this, but the political climate in that time was crazy. It was absolutely crazy, and God's people were under much oppression at that time. Uh, and so God was setting up a situation where he was going to step in on this earth and create a disruption, but a disruption and an interruption that was truly divine. Matthew one twenty three says this. It says, look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she'll give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Say Emmanuel. Which means God with us. And so when I thought about that, I was like, how amazing is it that God would step out of eternity into time and be God here with us, you and me, the very God of the universe that, how how many of you sometimes you're like, you almost feel like God is just way out there? Be honest, you feel like he's just way out there, he's so distant, but in this season, we're reminded that he's not way out there, but he, he came to be present with his people, and he came to do something. But one of the big important thoughts that we want to deal with in this message is the fact that what happens when you face something that you didn't plan? Let me, let me be honest with you. When, we, when you and I face something that we didn't plan, y'all stay with me with this, uh, then the true colors that we have on the inside will come out. See, some of us are all right as long as everything is going according to the way that we mapped it out and laid it out and, and uh, everything's going according to the plan. It's so smooth. Everything is wonderful, right? But when, he, when, when something happens to disrupt the way things have always been going, then, then, then it almost throws our whole system out of whack. I'm a routine person. If you know me now, I'm very much a routine person. So when something jumps off the track and it doesn't go according to plan, I've had to learn, watch this, to adjust to what God is doing. How many of you like adjustment? Most of us don't. But, but it's the very adjustments that we make in life that will bring us into alignment with what God has for us. For those of you who, 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 who are planners, even in this season, you might have had your Christmas, your, your, your plan to have all your Christmas shopping done by July. And then there's some of us, can we be real, that we like to get in that traffic on Christmas Eve. Can't move anywhere and you're getting frustrated on the horn. Move, drive, drive. Why? Because you waited, you waited till the last minute to do something that you had, you may have had time to do. But, but all of us have a different way of planning, a different way of doing things. Some of us didn't plan. How many of you are in situations right now that you didn't plan? Like you have things going on in your heart and in your mind that you, that you didn't really prepare for and you didn't plan for. Let's be real and honest because the one place that we should be able to do that is in church, right? So, so many of us are dealing with situations right now in life that we did not plan for. How many of you know we need God? So we didn't, some of us didn't plan to be job hunting. Some of us didn't plan to be separated. Some of us didn't plan to have medical issues. Some of us didn't plan on saying what we said, doing what we did, making the mistakes that we made in life. Come on. See, did, did, are you, did you plan those mistakes that you made? Did you plan to mess up the way you did sometimes? See, most of us, and this is why we can't judge people. Let me be a real pastor, because you didn't wake up in the morning and fall on your f- and say, hey, I'm going to fall flat on my face today. 
You didn't plan that. But sometimes there's some things that just happen. And so our ability to adjust to those interruptions will determine how aligned we can be to God's purpose. Y'all staying with me? And so sometimes we didn't plan on saying what we said, but we got aggravated and it just came out, right? Some of you, 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 you talk perfect all the time. You never say anything in your relationship. Well, you, you, you ever been in a relationship where you're like, it's out and I can't get that back. This is going to cost me another hour. <laughs> I, you know, you know. You're like some, you ever got, they, they, just, they just poked you the right way at the right time. Everything was going well. The, 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 the afternoon, the evening was going smooth, but then they, they poked that spot. And it just came out. Now y'all not talking to each other for a week. Didn't plan for it, but it happened. So you didn't even plan on doing what you did. How, here's, a, here's a hard one. You didn't plan on losing what you lost. You thought it was going to be there forever, right? They told you they were going to have your back till the end. I'll be with you till the very end. I got you. I got your back. And then when you turn around and need them. Didn't plan on you being absent, but there was a divine interruption. How many of you know some of the things that you lost need to stay lost? That's a different message. We'll preach on that in February. But y'all caught that, didn't you? So sometimes the change of plans can rattle our faith. That's the hard part. They, they'll mess up our faith because we're like, God, you promised me this. You told me you were going to do this, but there was a change in the plan, and now I don't know if I can trust you. Someone who really experienced a change of plans was Mary. Matthew 1, 18 and 19 says this. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Uh-oh. <laughs> because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. And so when we think about the story of the birth of Jesus, Imagine what isn't recorded in this story. Y'all staying with me? Because when we read the, yeah, how many of you know, sometimes when you look at the Bible, everything is it's wrapped real nice. You know, so we, we, there's a temptation if we're not careful, we'll take the humanity out of the spiritual book called the Bible. And so what, what didn't happen? Here, here's what isn't recording, but what probably what happened in the story of the birth of Jesus. Imagine this. There's a teenage girl called Mary and Wednesday night, Student ministry, 19-year-old youth leader named Joey. Y'all got that? He's funny. He's engaging. He's passionate. He's cute. And all of a sudden, here's what you see. The Messiah's going to come. So she comes to him and says, the Messiah's going to come. And he's all excited. Uh, you know, he, he loves God. And so this, this Joseph that she's looking at and that she's, she's with, he's not only interesting, charismatic, confident. He's got a job. Come on. Y'all know y'all said, I need somebody who have a job. February. <laughs> uh, but he's funny, he's engaging, he's passionate, he's cute. And he's got a job. And so this teenage girl, y'all staying with me? This teenage girl, she's like, 
you know, I'm used to seeing all these people that have all these issues. He's not, he's not hung up on his PlayStation 4. Yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> and, and what happened is uh, they decide they go on this, they're going to go on this date to the Nazareth coffee shop. And he buys her flowers and all this love, and Joey pops the question. And some of the girls, you know, at this time, you know, everybody's not right. So some of these girls, they like to fool around and, and do different things, but not, not Joseph, not Joey and Mary. Um, they start dreaming about uh, starting a family and building a house and building a business and opening a store. And then all of a sudden, this angel shows up. Hey, you're going to have a child. Interruption. Divine interruption. You're going to have a child. And... and how is this going to happen? Uh, the Holy Ghost is going to do it. Okay, I had never heard of that before. But the Holy Ghost is going to do it. And so she says, all right, well, may it be done according to your word, God. So here's the, 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 the formula. Angel, God, baby, in her mind, Joseph's going to be excited. You ever got God, God dealt with you about something and you got excited about it? Don't, be, don't jump at once. God began to speak with you, and, and you got excited about what he was doing. And so that, that's what's happening. She's like, okay, God, uh, be, be it according to your word. The Holy Ghost is going to move. I can't wait to Joseph. Joseph, the angel spoke to me. Uh, Holy Ghost, God, baby. Sounds really good. But she goes to Joseph. I'm trying to make this real practical. And she says, you know what? Hey, Joseph. This, this cute Joseph who's got a job, I'm, 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 I'm pregnant. And Joseph is like, well, I know we haven't done anything. <laughs> so how did it happen? Well, the Holy Ghost did it. The Holy Spirit did it. She's expecting, like you and me, she's expecting Joseph to be excited. You ever had some, you, you were ready to tell somebody something, tell them the news about your life, tell them the news about what God was doing in, in you, and you went to them, you knew they were going to be excited, and they just looked at you like you had seven heads. <laughs> Divine interruptions. So Joseph is not excited, he's devastated, and he's embarrassed. He's like, look. Mary, I already made a deposit on the place we're supposed to get married. And now we got to, you know, we got to talk about this. I don't know. That, 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 things just don't happen that way. How many of you would like to be spiritually open all the time? I would, but there's sometimes where things come to you and things are said to you and God is dealing with you and you're not necessarily ready to receive. You understand? What he's saying and doing. So you're like, I don't know about that. Or if you want to sound really spiritual, you know what you say? Well, let me just pray about it. Because that one works all the time. You know, I, yeah. God, I, God's dealing with me about this, and let's talk about this because he wants to do some amazing things, and you don't want anything to do with it. So you say, you know what? I'm just going to take a week to pray and see what the Lord says. <laughs> Y'all know. You know because some of you do it. That's your out. I got to pray about it, right? But worse than that, Inside, he's feeling betrayed because he's still not understanding this whole Holy Spirit, baby, um, I'm not getting this. I love you, Mary, but I'm not getting how this happened because I feel like maybe you were tipping and dipping on this, you know. 
But he trusted her and he loved her and he planned to spend the rest of his life with her. But he's like, now what? You see, our culture says, can we be real? Our culture says, get engaged, break it off. Get married, break it off. But he trusted her. And so Mary, in this divine interruption, are y'all still with me? I'm not going to be long. So in this divine interruption, Mary is like, all I did was be obedient to God. All I did was try to do what God wanted me to do. And now I got a mess because my, hus- my soon-to-be supposed husband, he doesn't trust me. Anybody that I tell that the Holy Spirit did this is going to look at me like I'm crazy. What do I do? Here's the principle. Sometimes obedience and surrender will get you in trouble. See, we've been taught that our life with God and our life as believers that as long as we trust God, everything's going to work out the way we want it to. We don't have a guarantee that things will work out the way we want them to, but we have a guarantee that he will do what he promised. Somebody say amen. See, see, the reason many of us are frustrated in our lives is because God did not do what we wanted him to do when we wanted him to do it, but thank God that he said no sometimes. Thank God that he didn't give us what we wanted sometimes, but gave us what we needed. Somebody shout amen. Here's what I like about this. So, so, so she's, she's pregnant and she's all alone and she's having this breakdown. Um, and God, she's saying to God, and this is how some of us pray. God, I said yes to you. I said you do. And now Joseph, the one I love, hates me. How many of you know sometimes things get worse before they get better? You with me? And most of us give up in the land of in-between. You ever been in the land of in-between in your life? You know, the land of in-between is God promised me this. The promise is over there, but I'm stuck right here and I'm not seeing it yet. And people don't understand. And so when you're saying, I just I'm putting my faith in God's promise. And then there's people around you You ever been surrounded by people who don't get what God showed you. Don't get with how he's dealing with you in your own personal life. And it can be frustrating because Once the promise is fulfilled, I don't need to explain it. But I'm stuck here where the promise hasn't been fulfilled yet. What do I do? First thing we need to do is realize that everyone is not going to get on your ship. There's some things that people are not going to understand. And many of you are just like this. Uh, It may not be... uh, 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 having a baby with the Holy Spirit supposedly but what it is for you is that what you're dealing with you didn't plan right now you didn't understand how the new job was going to work out you didn't understand that someone who made promises to you were going to break them later come on you didn't understand that people who you thought were going to be with you the whole time were going to walk away from you you didn't plan any of that you raised kids the best you could but they started rebelling you didn't ask for the migraines you didn't ask to lose the scholarship you didn't ask to battle depression get real in here today because the problem is is we know how to do church sometimes but we don't know how to do God and see God never asked us to come and just do church because if you just do church you will come in depressed and stay depressed but if you meet God come on if you meet God and come into a relationship with God things will change and so Every one of us can say that I've experienced things that are not, I I, I didn't want them, I didn't plan them, but I'm here. 
How many of you know your interruption didn't change your purpose? And so you know what you say and you know what I say? I'm here, I'm struggling, and I don't understand why. It's a frustrating place to be because I'm doing the, the absolute best I can, God, and I don't understand why it's not getting better. Anybody ever felt like that? I don't understand why the progress is so slow. Because to be honest with you, I would be less frustrated with no progress. But because it's happening so slow, I'm getting agitated because I'm trying, God. I'm trying as hard as I can. And here's what God says. You don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. And our problem is we always want to understand the plan. But here's what Proverbs says. It says, many are the plans of a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Some of you need to be thanking God that he interrupted your plan. Some of you need to be rejoicing with the fact that your plan didn't work out because he was keeping you from something that wasn't good for you. And in our own lives, we, we, how many of you know sometimes we think we know everything? We got it figured out. I know what's going to work for me. This is me. This is the way I am. I know it's going to work for me. And sometimes God has to step in and say, look, I know you are smart, but you don't know everything. So let me help you. Let me interrupt this path that you're on. We're asking God, what's the plan? And he's telling you, trust the purpose. So here's what Joseph has to do. Matthew 1, 20, 21. But after he had considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. God's purposes are different than your plans. God's purposes are different than your plans. See, and, and our frustration in life is sometimes we feel the need to always have an answer. Anybody with me? People come to you and say, I need an explanation. I need you to show me why this is going this way and this is going that way. And, and God brings Mary to a point where she is not the one that's going to be able to convince Joseph. So God is just so great in his mercy that he arranges things. Come on. He arranges things to where he goes and he speaks to Joseph himself. He said, look, I gave you that woman. Don't be afraid to take her as your wife because what's going on, don't miss this. What's going on inside of her, I'm doing it. This is powerful because some of you right now, you, you, you're feeling a certain way in your life. You're feeling a certain place in your life. And I've come as, 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 a, as your pastor to tell you, don't be frustrated because what is going on inside of you, God is doing it. I know it doesn't feel comfortable. I know you don't know how to explain it. I don't know how you, 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 you don't have to figure it out. Why are things so different? Why can't I do the things that I used to do? Why am I uncomfortable in this place that I am in my life? Because God is working inside of you. And what he's doing inside of you, he's not calling you, watch this, he's not calling you to explain it. 
He says, what I'm doing in you, just be obedient to me. Just surrender to me. Just like Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. If you surrender to God, God will take care of the explanation. I need y'all. I need y'all to catch this. I need you to catch this. Sometimes God's greatest invitations feel like our worst interruptions. His greatest invitation. He's calling you, come up higher. He's calling you, come closer to me. Get closer to me. Surrender to me. Give all of your life to me. And to you, it feels like the worst interruption of your life. I'm not used to this. You know why? Because following God is going to cost you your comfort. Some of you would say it would be all right if it cost me my money or my job, but it's going to cost you your comfort. God does not call you to what to do what you can do in your own power. You with me? He's never calling you to do something that does not require you to reach out and trust him. I feel like I'm preaching to myself today. This is good. Uh, maybe I needed this. And so instead of them having this nice home and all the life they imagine. They're getting ready to have baby Jesus, and there's not even a place to have him. Not even a place to put him. And so they end up, you know the story. I'm not, I'm not, this is not, I'm not choosing this time in the message to, to tell the story again, but to tell you that when God calls you to do something, sometimes it's going to mess up everything in your life that you feel is convenient. How many of you have a plan in your life? You have an ambition. You have goals. You have things you want to accomplish. There's nothing wrong with that. But you have to be open to the fact that God may want to step in and interrupt. You know what the Bible says? His ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. As the heaven is higher than the earth, so my ways higher than your ways. So as much as it is diligent and responsible to plan, be open to the fact that God may say, you've been going this way a long time. But now I want you to go this way. And I want you to follow me and just trust me. And here's the thing. If you know everything, it doesn't require you to trust. How many of you right now, you have things in your life, I'm trying to figure out how they're going to turn out. I come into the church and I smile, but I'm really in, inside. I'm just trying to hold everything together. You ever felt like that? I hug people. I love people. I smile. I like being around them. But, but inside, I'm, I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Say divine interruption. What you need to realize is that God never called you to focus on your problem as much as he called you to focus on his presence. Because when God steps in, the interruption of relational problems, the interruption of sickness, poverty, and disease will cease when he steps. All the stuff you got going on in your mind, all the stuff you had to battle to get here today. How many of you, honest, be honest, you had to fight some stuff in your mind to be here today. Because the enemy was telling you, just stay home. Just, just don't, it'll be all right. I'll get there next week. They'll be okay. It'll be all right. Right? But because your purpose 
And the plan of God was calling to you from the inside of you today. You're in a seat today because God wanted to speak to you. And by sitting here and coming in today and letting God interrupt what you wanted to do, you just gave the enemy a black eye. You said that enemy, I'm not going to be dictated. I'm not going to be controlled by your lies. That even though I feel a certain way, even though I might be discouraged, even though I might be battling depression and all kinds of problems, you don't have control here. Come on. We're almost done. God with us, not God beyond us, not God behind us, God with us. Why? Because for us, we felt our entire life that the purpose of God for our life was a thing to achieve. But Jesus came to be God with us to tell us this very profound thing that I, if you didn't get anything that I said in this message, I want you to understand this. Stand to your feet. And just, just close your eyes and listen to me as we wrap this up. God wants each and one of you to know today that your purpose, his purpose for your life was not a thing to achieve, a thing to accomplish, another thing to do. It wasn't a person to be with or a person to find. It wasn't a job to get. None of that was the purpose. If you don't understand that, you won't be able to see God moving in the things that you're dealing with and going through right now. You say, Pastor, I've got so many relational problems, relational issues. I'm dealing with things in my body that I never thought would happen. I'm dealing with things in my mind that I just I, I never thought they would happen. I'm dealing with anger issues that I never thought I had, frustration issues. I'm snapping faster. Uh, all these things are going on, and I, God, I don't understand why. Because up to this point, all of those things are hard, but you've seen them as an interruption of a thing that you were supposed to accomplish. But grasp this as a message from God today, that his purpose is you. The reason he chose to be God with us is you. This is why some people cannot get close to the Lord. They feel like he can't get close to them because every single time they take steps towards God and move closer to God, they remember every single failure, every single mistake, every single shortcoming that they have in their life, not realizing that that God loves you through your shortcomings, through your failures, through your mistakes. He loves you through your sickness. So you've got to be able to look at failure 
and see eventual success because God is with you. You've got to be able to look at sickness and see healing because God is with you. You've got to be able to look at frustration and see peace because God is with you. And so I want you to, if you're comfortable, and you don't have to, but if you're comfortable, I just want you to lift your hands for a minute. As an act of surrender. Because I know in this season, and this is what God has been dealing with in this particular season, there's no accident that the season that we celebrate his coming, that the enemy tries to bring all types of tests and feelings and things and just all kinds of attacks. Because he wants you to focus, watch this, on the attack and not on the one who is with you and will bring you through and out of the attack. And so silently in your heart as we just, we're, we're just gonna worship just for a minute, just not long, just enough time for you to respond to God and how he's dealing with you. Just in this moment, just say to God, you've interrupted my plan, but be it unto me. According to your word, Lord, I, I surrender. I never thought I would be in this place in my mind and in my heart right now. But God, I, I surrender. I don't understand it all. I don't have a plan for it all. But God, I, I surrender. I'm addicted, God, but I, I surrender. I don't know how you're going to set me free from it. But I surrender. I still mess up and I still sin but I surrender I can't God I can't promise you I'll get it all right but I surrender just listen to God in this moment I promise you we'll be here just one more minute but I feel led to just speak into your hearts today there's some here presently you're engaged in things that you shouldn't be and because of that, you let that keep you from coming to church and coming to God. Don't ever let something you did keep you from coming into his presence. Some of you have people on the altar, people you're praying for, believing God for. Just say, God, I surrender. I surrender them to you. They're yours. They're not mine. I surrender. Some of you are going to experience a new level of restoration in your life when you simply say, God, I surrender. And so as, as Austin just sings, as God leads him for a few minutes, a minute or so, I want you to do business with God right here. We've got prayer warriors up here. If you need somebody to agree with you in prayer, they're here. You don't have to come up, but sometimes that's good to just come up and just join hands with somebody who will pray with you over specific things. But we're going to do this about two, two or three minutes. If you want prayer, they're here. Um, they'll agree with you. Don't even have to get specific if you don't want. But they'll pray with you over anything you need prayer uh, about. The Bible says if two of you touch and agree on anything that they ask, it will be done for them. So the humility is, is sometimes in finding somebody to agree with you in prayer. Take a minute between you and God. Love, love, love. 
sing it with us. every eye closed also you can keep going with every every head bowed every eye closed how many of you have situations you need God to intervene quickly just slip your hand up nobody's looking around you haven't told anybody but you need God to move in a situation specifically and you need him to move quickly keep your hand up I want to pray I just felt so strongly in my spirit I was about to go outside keep your hand lifted as an act of surrender father in the name of Jesus I lift up everybody who has said Lord, I, 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 I need you to move. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I, I need you to move. I speak favor over your life. I speak favor over decisions that need to be made. I speak favor over every physical condition, and I command it to be reversed in the name of Jesus. I command that after today, you begin to see differences in your mind, differences in your body, differences in the people that you've been praying for. I pray uncommon favor. I pray a spirit of wisdom and revelation upon everybody here who needs to make decisions and needs to be needs discernment. I pray that a, a hedge of protection be placed around everyone who has people in their life that, that, that they're, they're, they're draining and they're pulling and they're zapping life and not putting anything back in. I pray a hedge of protection around you right now. And I pray for the boldness for you to walk in faith and declare what God has said about you. And that person who said, I'm not going to tell anybody, I'm just going to smile, and when I get home, I'm going to end it all. That's a lie from the enemy. Your life, God sent you here to remind you that you still have purpose. You're not going to end it. You'll make it through this storm. You'll make it through this trial. You'll make it through this test. The lie that this world, your family, and people will be better without you is a lie from the enemy. I declare freedom of the mind, freedom of the heart, restoration of confidence, boldness, and self-esteem. I pray total healing on everyone dealing with uh, sickness in their body. Total, complete healing and recovery. I declare it now in the name of Jesus. Let's receive. Rushing in, you're moving through it. Through it. You're rushing in. Hey, Lord. You're changing everything. You're changing everything in me. You're rushing in. You're 
thank you for what you've done in our hearts today. Lord, we ask that as we close today's service, that you would seal what you've done in our hearts, Lord, and that it wouldn't just stay here, God, but it would go with us to our families and to our workplaces. Lord, I thank you that as we continue to transform, the world will transform around us because your love is that amazing, God. Teach us how to build our lives upon your word. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us today. Um, hope to see you next week.